Welcome. In this episode, Dr. Garcia shares through her Facebook live stream what she titles as Keep Your Hands to Yourself and Other Things You Should Not Say to Kids. In this talk, she brings up the mirroring and role model effect on how adults act, how they are and what they say in the presence of children, along with other experiences we expose children to and expect a certain behavior from them in return. Join us for more on this with another episode of the Early Foundations Podcast with Dr. Isela Garcia. So this segment I am calling Keep Your Hands to Yourself and Other Stuff We Shouldn't Say to Children. <laughs> so I'm not going to get into the other stuff. I'm just going to focus on Keep Your Hands to Yourself So because I'm trying to keep these um, a bit shorter than my other podcasts. And so let's talk about this. <clears throat> Keep your hands to yourself. Actually, no, I'm going to back up a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about um, this perception that somehow we should treat children differently than we treat adults. I have heard adults say this over and over again. Don't treat me like a child. She was treating me like a child. And why that really bothers me is, um, first off, in terms of brain development, the way the brain works is that with especially in young children, with every engagement and interaction and how the adults are in their world, quite literally the brain is developing connections to not only make sense of what's happening, but it actually mirrors what's happening. And so this perception that we can treat children less than is developing the foundational understandings that that's how we engage in the world, to treat someone else less than, okay? And so if we want children to learn how to be effective communicators, how to be, um, uh, how to express empathy, how to be emotionally responsive, how to say what they mean and mean what they say, how to work through conflict, if we want all of that to happen, we have to be the models for that because the way the brain works is it's collecting information consistently, constantly of the adults that are engaging in their world. And what happens is that becomes the lens that they see the world through. They engage with the world. Um, and so when they turn 15 and 16, it's like we have this, this belief system that magically they're just going to learn how to be able to do that effectively. If they haven't had the modeling of how to communicate, how to engage emotionally, how to deal with difficult experiences, what to do when conflict happens, all of those things that become really significant, particularly once we hit middle school on up. And I mean, this is a lifelong thing. If we don't know how to do that effectively, um, and how many workplaces have I been to where there's gossip, there are people who have thrown each other under the bus, there's all this backbiting, talking about each other, all this stuff that just makes a, a, a work environment toxic. And so, Adults engage in that and children, if you're in the presence of a child and are engaging in that type of um, experience, the child is quite literally creating those, those neural pathways to engage in the world in a very similar way. So this is something that we really have to think about. If we want children to learn how to be um, 
emotionally responsive, respectful to others, we have to be that. So the perception that we can treat children less than is really a dangerous thing if we want children to have a solid foundation in their social development, solid, solid foundation in their emotional development, which quite frankly is the foundation to avoid mental illness. It's, it's, it, they're all linked together. So I want to say that so first off the brain piece right the brain piece about understanding who we are in the presence of children is so incredibly significant in terms of their neural development their their connections that create the foundations for how they see the world and how they experience the world so that's critical the other piece that i think is um really important is that we have to be clear and concise with the words that we use and mean what we say. When we say keep your hands to yourself, that's not what we mean. When two children are uh, playing with one another, let's say they're doing one of those hand games or they're swinging around, they've arm and arm, arm, and arm um, skipping, uh, all of those types of experiences, when they do that, we don't go, hey, keep your hands to yourself, don't do that. What we mean is don't hit, don't kick, don't punch, don't do all of those things that annoy other children, okay? And in many cases, annoy the teacher. So it usually happens when the group is pulled to push together. So that's like usually at going out the door, coming in the door, at your um, whole group times. That's when children um, often, and you know, it's we can talk about self-regulation another time. There are lots of reasons why that happens. Uh, one of the main reasons is there's too much wait time. Children are waiting too long, too much, because in order for things to get started. And quite frankly, hitting a kid, punching a kid, pulling their hair is entertaining. You know, hey, look at, you know, we've got something going on over here. Um, so I just want to say, may go back to we keep our hands to ourselves is not what we mean. We mean don't kick, don't punch, don't hit, don't do any of those things. So we have to be clear and concise in our words. And really what we mean is we need to keep our body safe. At school, our job is to keep our body safe. We've got to make sure that everybody is safe and we've got to make sure that everyone is comfortable. I'm, I'm a big one for comfort. I, I, that, and I'm not going to go into this, but crisscross applesauce, if you're doing it, don't do it. I would like for you to sit crisscross applesauce on the floor for 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. I want you to do that and keep your hands still and sit still and see how uncomfortable, particularly if you're a boy, how uncomfortable it is to sit in that position. And so Oh, I said I wasn't going to go there, and I totally went there. Uh, that whole keep your hands to yourself often happens at circle time. So I was talking about asking, or how, what does it look like to be safe? What does it look like to be comfortable? So if you're going to sit comfortably, which might be on your knees, it might be with your legs out, Are we? can we look around and make sure that everyone is sitting safely, everyone is comfortable, and that everyone can see? Children, uh, preschool and kindergarten on up are old enough to go, okay, I can't see very well. Well, let me move to a place that I can. Um, if I like to sit on my knees, I need to sit in the back because the person behind me is not going to be able to see if we're reading a book. Um, because, you know, other times during circle time, we should be really sitting on the perimeter um, so that we are really talking to one another. We're listening to one another. And so that engagement is really about making eye contact and making connection. When we're reading a book together, we're really just coming together to enjoy this experience as a school family, as a classroom community. So we've got to make sure that everyone is sitting safely, um, that our body is safe. And what does that look like? Where, what does it mean for our hands to be safe? What does it mean for our bodies to be safe? So actually engage in that conversation. Too often we come in with, here's the rule, here's the 
rule. Here's the rule. The problem with that is that it works fine when you're standing there saying, here's the rule, here's the rule. But when you walk away or you're not there to be able to self-regulate and go, oh, you know, our rule at school is to be safe. Right now, what does that look like? We defined what safe looks like. Am I doing that? And so it moves the experience from you need to do this to who are we? And in the presence of one another, how do we make sure that we're safe? How do we make sure that we're comfortable? How do we make sure that we're being respectfully responsive to everybody's needs? And that's really the key is to help model those experiences so children learn how to do that on their own. <clears throat> so instead of saying, keep your hands to yourself, please get that out of your vocabulary completely um, and move into how do we keep our bodies safe? And at school, uh, it's important for us to keep our body safe to make sure that everybody else is safe. And what does that look like? So a little tidbit. Uh, see you next time. Stay connected to us.